Let's talk about all the neurotypical dating habits my partner had to unlearn while dating me. Some of you may or may have not noticed, I'm always wearing the same earrings in literally every video. As someone living with a lot of sensory sensitivities, earrings and jewelry in general could be a nightmare for me. I don't like to have to worry about taking the jewelry on and off. I don't like having to care about maintenance of the jewelry. I like to just put them on, leave them on, and forget about it. Ana Luisa actually offers a lot of earrings that don't have the backs like normal earrings do, and I go out of my way to wear those types of pieces because I don't have to worry about the backs poking my neck, and I could wear my headphones in peace, I could lay down in peace and not get all these bumps in the back of my ears. I wear my jewelry out to go swimming, exercising, showering, and I never have to worry about it getting rusty or gross. So if you yourself are looking for everyday jewelry to elevate your look, go check out Ana Luisa through the link in my description box down below. And you can use my code IRENEC20 to get 20% off your purchase. I hope you guys enjoy your new pieces as much as I enjoy mine. Now let's get back to the video. So I don't really talk much about my relationship or my partner. I try not to talk about my personal life too much on here because I do like to keep those things private, but I do think there are a lot of positives that could come out of just sharing your experiences dating and being in a relationship as a neurodivergent person. Although in today's video, I will be talking about all the neurotypical dating patterns I had to get my partner to unlearn. He himself is actually a neurodivergent divergent person as well. So he has ADHD. But that's the interesting thing about this is because we're all taught to operate within neurotypical systems, even if you yourself are neurodivergent. And this is the case for him. This is the case for me as well, because I myself had to unlearn my neurotypical dating standards that I held myself accountable to and felt really weird following. And I had to learn what it meant to follow my own instincts as a neurodivergent person and do what felt right to me. And so I hope you guys find some sort of comfort in knowing that other people may struggle with the same things as you and had similar learning curves. Okay, so one of the main things I had to teach my partner to stop doing is hurting me. And I'm not saying H-U-R-T-I-N-G, I'm saying H-E-R-D-I-N-G, hurting me, like how a dog herds sheep. If you guys ever see me looking off to the side and reading off stuff, it's because I journaled all of this out beforehand because I'm just struggling with speaking today. So I consolidated my thoughts a lot clearer on paper and I'm just going to read off what I wrote. Hurting someone for me is when someone wants me to do something, but instead of asking me directly and giving me a chance to make a choice myself, they do or don't do certain things to get me to respond in the way they want me to or need me to respond. For me, consent is very important. I need to have a conversation. I need to have choices and I need to feel like I am saying yes or no to something and I feel like when someone is hurting me into a certain direction I don't get that choice a lot of the times what they want me to do is something I would have done anyways if they asked me to but because they hurted me it feels like I wasn't able to consent to it and say yes to it and therefore it feels like the relationship doesn't have 
a sense of foundational trust and communication established. Every time I notice this happens, I get really frustrated and I've had to teach my partner to unlearn this habit because I feel like a lot of neurotypical people are used to getting their needs met in indirect manipulative ways rather than just directly communicating with people to get those needs met. It's very confusing. You will see these patterns play out in different flavors throughout this video, but this is just one of the flavors that this sort of indirect nonverbal communication plays out in. I will say my partner has since then unlearned this type of behavior. This behavior more so was exhibited in the beginning of our relationship when we were first talking to each other. And that's also why dating new people could be so difficult because you are coming together with your set relationship patterns. And a lot of the times when you do meet someone who hasn't learned much about integrating their neurodivergency into their lives yet, you come across their neurotypical behavior patterns that don't really work well with you. And you guys kind of have to figure out how to troubleshoot all that. But an example of this is when my partner and I were first dating, we weren't at this time boyfriend and girlfriend yet. So we weren't official. And during this time, my partner would send me good morning texts every single morning. And as an autistic person who learns behavior patterns, I knew that that was one of the patterns I could count on. One morning, he didn't send me a good morning text. And usually he would send it early in the morning at like eight. But hours started to pass throughout the day. I was still waiting on that good morning text and 12 p.m. rolled around and I was just like, something's really off here. This isn't his usual pattern. And I remember I texted him, hey, how's it going? Are you okay today? And I remember he responded with, yeah, I'm totally fine. Why? And I was just like, huh. I got really confused, right? I was just like, the only reason why he wouldn't text me good morning like he usually does is because something went wrong or he's not feeling good and so once he established he is feeling good and everything's fine you could see why that confused me right and so i was just like are you sure you're fine and he was like yeah i'm totally fine why what's what's wrong i gave him a second chance to be honest and he again said he was fine and so now i'm in that weird position of saying oh, okay, because you didn't text me good morning this morning, so I thought something must have been wrong. His response to me was, oh, did you expect me to text you good morning this morning? And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, is it because you like it when I text you good morning? And I was just like, yeah, I do like it. It's something that you've done since the beginning of us talking and never did you veer away from that habit and all of a sudden today you just never messaged me so it just felt like something was wrong and this exchange i remember at the time sent me into a shutdown because it was so freaking confusing because i felt like him and i were just speaking two completely different languages basically what i was trying to get to the bottom of at the time was this hurting behavior he was hurting me into the direction of getting me to text him first because i think for him he was the only one initiating the conversation every single day by saying good morning and so I think what he wanted to see was to see that I'm willing to say good morning and initiate the conversation. I think another aspect of this is that he also wanted reassurance of me saying I wanted him to text me good morning. But instead of just asking me straightforward, hey, Irene, do you like it when I'm the one to text you every single morning? Or, hey, Irene, I actually want you to make the effort sometimes. He instead chose to, one, 
not send me that good morning text and ignore me in order to get me to be the one to initiate. And two, instead of just asking me for reassurance, he wanted me to go and ask him if everything was okay. And this sort of behavior really irked me at the time and made me feel super icky because I just felt like I was running in circles trying to figure out what was happening and what was wrong. At the same time, he was consistently telling me everything was okay. There's nothing wrong. And I was just like, this feels almost like dystopian because things are obviously not okay. There has to be some sort of conversation. And I remember when he wasn't being honest about what he was going through and why he was doing what he was doing. I ended up just not replying to him for the rest of the day because I just needed a break. And I was like, I cannot do this. And this sort of situation is very difficult because one, you have to get the other person to admit that they were hurting you in the first place, that they were having specific intentions but weren't being straightforward about it and went about it in a very roundabout way. And of course, if you don't really know someone too well, it's difficult to get someone to admit to that. It was hard for me to get him to say, yeah, you're right. I purposely didn't text you to see if you would text me first. In a sense, I was essentially testing you and seeing if you would do what I wanted you to do rather than just asking you to do what I wanted you to do. But it took us a couple times to finally conclude that he went about things in a very indirect way and that's something I don't like and doesn't work well with me and I am someone who needs very upfront, straightforward communication. And of course, this isn't something that just changed overnight. This is something that had to happen again and again. And for me to have to have that conversation with him again and again and say, this is not how I want you to do things. This is not a way I respond well to. Just be straightforward with me. Tell me and I will meet your needs that way. But there's no way for me to know unless you tell me first. And so after multiple times of me establishing that again and again, he finally was able to outgrow that behavior pattern of hurting me into a certain direction rather than just establishing with me, hey, this is what I need and it'd be great if you were able to meet that need. So another thing that my partner had to learn was to detach from my facial expressions and my tone of voice. This is something that we still struggle with to this day. We don't struggle with it nearly as much, but I do notice that when he's feeling a little bit more insecure, he may still interpret my flat affect as a lack of love and warmth. This particularly happens more when he does something for me or he plans something for us. And if I am more quiet or not, as enthusiastic as he's used to seeing, he will immediately ask me, do you not like this or are you not having fun? And usually when he asks this question, I get really distressed immediately. I feel like it's almost like a trigger for me because usually from my perspective, I'm actually enjoying myself to a point where I'm immersed in the moment. And so I'm not thinking about masking. I'm not thinking about expressing things to him. I'm just in the moment experiencing it and so when he asks the question of oh do you not like this or are you not enjoying yourself one I feel confused because I'm like I, I was enjoying myself why is he asking if I'm not and so the second emotion that follows that is distress because now I feel like oh my god he thinks I'm not enjoying myself I need to reassure him I need to let him know that I am enjoying myself and so 
that is followed up with the realization that actually the reason why he's not understanding this in the first place is because he's not able to understand me. And so now I have to find a way to reassure him in a way that he understands because how I've been so far is obviously not translating. And so now I have to figure out what do I have to do? What facial expressions can convey how I feel to him in a way that he understands? What tone of voice or what noises can I make to make him feel like I'm happy and then so then I start to feel really helpless because the situation is now turned into something a lot more intense than the both of us were intending and now we're both dysregulated and we're both discouraged it's just very difficult right this is a really big learning curve for those who aren't used to dating autistic people I feel like he's had to learn continually over the past year to understand that Irene's emotions and what she's going through a lot of the times has nothing to do with her facial expressions and how she's expressing herself non-verbally. So in that sense, he has to learn to not try to go and interpret me in the ways that he's had to learn to interpret others. That not only takes the stress off of him, but it also takes the stress off of myself too because I can allow myself to genuinely unmask around him and just be immersed in the experience rather than having to think all the time how I need to be interpreted correctly. I will add though, this kind of goes both ways because that is something I'm also trying to unlearn. I also will check in with my partner sometimes when he has more flat affect and I will say, hey, are you okay? Are you upset? Just want to check in with you. And he will say, yeah, I'm totally fine. And I find myself needing to also check myself and be like, if he says he's fine, he's fine. Don't read too much into it. So the next thing is kind of correlated to this and it's that he has to learn to take me very literally. And this one is another steep learning curve for partners of autistic people. But I will say, once you learn how to take your partner literally, it actually benefits both people in a very positive way because, oh my God, it makes life so much easier when you're able to just be literal and take your partner literally. So something my partner's had a hard time with is when I tell him what I want or how I feel, he always thinks that it's supposed to be interpreted on his end to really understand what I'm trying to say rather than just taking what I'm saying as fact. And I see this behavior pattern on TikTok all the time being exhibited as a normal thing. Hey babe, are you hungry? I'm not hungry at all, but if I don't eat, she won't eat. Yeah, I could eat. What do you want? I don't know. This means I must choose. How about barbecue? I don't know. How about Taco Bell? The decision has been made. Yeah, Taco Bell's good. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. And I am on it. When I see this on TikTok, I get so mind blown and frustrated because I'm like, how is this normalized? How is everyone in the comment section just laughing about this and saying, oh my God, so relatable? When in reality, I'm just like, why can't you just tell them you want to get Taco Bell and you're hungry? Oh my God, like what is reality? 
So basically my partners had experiences again and again with people like that, where they say something, they don't actually mean it, and they actually expect you to say something else and to have another response to their dishonesty. This has affected our relationship in a way where if he asks me, are you hungry? And I'll say, no, I'm not hungry right now. He'll push it and say, well, let's go get this food. And I'll be like, no, I'm literally not hungry. I don't want to eat. And he'll say, why not? Let's go get like pokey or let's go get Chick-fil-A. And I'm just like, what's so confusing here? I said, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat. I'm doing something right now. Another example of this is when we practice parallel play, which is also another thing I've gotten him used to. He wasn't used to it at first. I love parallel play and I need parallel play. And so parallel play for us means he goes and plays video games and I'm next to him on the couch doing my own thing, scrolling TikTok, reading comments. He'll turn around and he'll say, are you okay? Are you having fun right now? And I'll say, yeah, this is totally fine with me. I'm having fun. And he'll say things like, are you sure? Because I could get off my game anytime and we could do something together. And I'll say, no, I literally want to just do my own thing right now and not do something with you. I just want to be next to you, but not interacting with you. There's all these moments when I express something very straightforward and very simplistically. It's almost like it's too good to be true for him and he needs to interpret what I'm actually trying to say when in reality I'm genuinely just meaning what I said and it's that simple. That is something he's had to again and again be reminded of. Yes, it is that simple. Yes, it is that straightforward. Yes, please take me seriously when I'm telling you something and expressing something to you. Another thing he's had to learn is to take my shutdowns and meltdowns seriously. Sometimes I think neurotypicals can be so used to indirect communication that the true meaning of an action can get lost. So my partner is used to his past partners whining and becoming extremely dysregulated to essentially herd him into responding how they want him to respond rather than asking him directly to meet their needs a specific way. Whereas for me, I try to communicate earnestly and troubleshoot with him in order to avoid dysregulation. So in a way, he's learned that when his partner is emotionally dysregulated, it's a form of expression and therefore there's room to still banter and argue. And that does not work with me. And this has caused issues in certain situations because for me and my perspective, I am trying so hard to figure something out and to detangle the situation in order to reach peace and compromise. And so in the past, my partner will keep bantering and keep arguing almost as a form of expression, not even to necessarily dysregulate me, but it's just how he's used to communicating because he's used to the other person communicating in that way too. And so when I ultimately reach a point of shutdown and even worse, a meltdown, he continues to argue and banter. And we've had a few extremely intense wake-up calls in those moments, particularly during my meltdowns. I've had pretty intense meltdowns before in front of him. And he's just like, where did this come from? And I was able to explain to him after the fact when I've recovered from the meltdown, like I've hit a breaking point. I've actually tried really hard to avoid that breaking point. And you need to take me seriously before that breaking point and after the breaking point, because the goal is for him to more so understand my levels and understand when Irene is trying to talk through something, she is 
trying to figure out how to peacefully resolve this so that neither of us have to get to a point of melting down or shutting down. But if she does end up melting down or shutting down, me as her partner is not supposed to keep pushing her. What I'm actually supposed to do is take the argument, put it aside for the moment, and actually be there to help her co-regulate and get her to a point where she finally feels ready to figure things out again. Since then, my partner and I have gotten to a point where I have to just simply tell him when I'm about to have a shutdown or meltdown, and he could take me 100% seriously every time when this happens, and I don't have to like express it in any sort of way. It's just uh, in the middle of a discussion, if I find myself getting to the point where I'm about to have the shutdown or meltdown, I'll say to him, I'm about to have a shutdown. I'm about to have a meltdown. And that's kind of an indication to him to just drop the topic to help me co-regulate, to help reassure me, get me to stim and calm down so that we could return and resume back to the discussion. It's also an indication for him to recenter himself and add some perspective as to how much the conversation is dysregulating me and for him to be a little bit more empathetic, take the conversation a little bit more seriously and listen more and to actually try to resolve with me rather than continually trying to push and argue. All right, you guys, let me know if any of these experiences is something that you've also had to go through. Let me know all the similar ways that you've had to troubleshoot these issues and all the ways you've had to get your partner to unlearn your typical dating patterns. I know for a fact that I could have so much more to talk about, so if you guys are interested in me making a part two, leave that in the comment section down below. Again, if you're looking for some comfortable and sustainable jewelry, click on the link down below to visit Ana Luisa and use my code IRENEC20 to get 20% off your purchase. Visiting the links that I have to provide to you guys is another way you could support me making videos like this. But other than that, I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to take care of yourselves. Bye.